0: Hey, Starburns listeners, Ben Schwartz here, and I'm here to plug, here I go. I am in a new movie with Noelle Wells on Netflix. It is called Happy Anniversary. It is out right now. You, All you have to do is basically go on your computer or whatever device you want. You just click on it, and there we are. It's, it's me. It's Noelle Wells, and it's the story of a couple on their three-year anniversary. They wake up, and on that moment, Noelle's character is done. She feels like she doesn't think she can take any more of the relationship. And throughout the course of the movie, which takes place in, over the course of 24 hours, you flashback to all the good, the bad bad, everything that encompasses this relationship, to try to find out if these two actually will stay together or if they won't stay together. It's right now. It is a romantic comedy. Me and Noel Wells, written, directed by Jared Stern. Netflix, happy anniversary, Starburns, lots of words, ending with exclamation, when's it going to end? It just did. Another tag. And now it's done.
1: It's the Starburns Industries Tape of the Month Club. 12 original cassette tapes delivered to your door. Each month, you'll receive a crisp new cassette tape of auditory delights made by some of the most funky and creative artists around. Featuring Dino Stamatopoulos, Natalie Palamides, Johnny Pemberton, Dan Harmon, future Ladies of Wrestling, Alan Resnick and Dina Kalberman,
0: Dynasty Handbag, Jeff B. Davis, Rob Schraub, Lance Bangs, DJ Doug Pound, Kron, Open Mike Eagle, Ron Lynch, and on and on and on. And on. Subscribe now. $13 gets you a crisp, unique tape in the mail each month. For $20, you receive a portable cassette player so you can listen to your tapes on the go. Here's how to order.
2: For credit card customers, please call 747 888 0945. That's 747 888
0: 0945. Or save COD charges and log onto the world wide web at D.RIP forward slash SBI-P-R-E-S-S. It's a good deal. Audio.
2: You got time for a quick one? This is a drinky fun time mini episode.
1: Yes. Welcome to Drinky Fun Time. I'm Dan Dunn, alongside Emma Patterson. Hi, Emma. Hi. This is a uh, little thing we're going to do. It's a new thing for us. It's a a little mini episode. It's a wee bit of an episode, a wee bit of an episode. And and, uh, before we get started, I want to pass on a wee bit of information. Emma and I are headed to Kentucky, September 23rd and 24th. How excited are you?
3: Well, I've never been to Kentucky, so I'm thrilled.
1: Yeah, I'm thrilled too. And it's at Bourbon and Beyond. It's a um, it's a big festival there. We're going to be we're the official podcast of Bourbon and Beyond. Eddie Vedder's playing Stevie Nicks. Oh, uh, yeah. Steve Miller Band. I know you love them.
3: I do. We've got some new talents coming up, some big names. Dave Cavalier's going to be playing. I'm excited about him. That's right. Because yeah. he's a, a he's a Los Angeles local. So. He is a Los
1: Angeles and local. I'm
3: not sure he was born here. Most people aren't. But anyway, we'll ask him.
1: That's going to be, yeah, we're going to be talking to all those guys. And if you're interested in going, there are tickets still available at bourbonandbeyond.com. Go to bourbonandbeyond.com and come see us in Kentucky. Okay. We're really excited about what's happening right now because we are at an iconic location here in the Los Angeles area, Hill Haven Lodge. This is the uh, Beverly Hills residence owned by famed director producer Brett Ratner.
3: It's legendary. It actually says so on the website as well. So I'm not even
1: over we're not making it, it up if the website says it it has to be true
3: there is a guy in front of us and he's been cleaning that pool for the best part of an hour and i don't think he's nearly done no like he's gonna polish
1: that thing till <laughs> he's shines. in there he's got a toothbrush he's in there cleaning that thing and yeah. he's sparkling it's shining it's a
3: beautiful beautiful residence and we're so lucky because we've been well i don't know if we were invited but we came through the door and took our shoes off so we're here now
1: we did yeah you have to take your shoes off yeah um this place was owned by ingrid bergman Uh, It was also, I guess, one of the producers of Greece had this place. There's there's parties here. There's a famous disco here. It's very Hollywood.
3: It is because this is also what it says on the website, but I I know this to be true. This is where old Hollywood would come because they could have a drink and relax, and it was private. No one could find them here. We're up on a giant hill. We could barely find it.
1: We had a private driver, didn't we? I know we did. Today we're spoiled because... We never drink and drive. No, we don't. And we are drinking today, and what we're drinking is exciting. And the purpose of this mini-episode is the Emmy Awards are happening this weekend, the Emmy Awards. It's a big deal. And uh, the the, the dr- there's a uh, big party after, you know, all the celebrities go to... Because they don't pat themselves on the back enough, I think, at the Emmy Awards. <laughs> so then they need to go to a party afterwards and do it some more.
3: No, they need to just relax a little bit because they're all nervous, aren't they, during the show?
1: Yeah, I and
3: it's, it's It must be nerve
1: I, for only for a few people, though, because who really, you, you, I think like two or three of them know they have a chance to win.
3: I don't know. I don't know because, you know, you go in there and you've got your you've got your daytime folk and then you've got your primetime folk. And I guess I say folk, obviously these are really famous people and talented actors. But um, maybe they all think they haven't got a Cat in Hell's chance.
1: Well, first of all, you being from Britain, maybe you don't understand the American award system. The daytime Emmys separate. They're not putting different show. They're not putting those people in the same room with Brian Cranston.
3: I messed it no, up no. already. Nighttime
1: Emmys. Uh, that's what's happening this prime weekend. time. Pri- pri- prime time. Thank you. <laughs> Nighttime. Prime time. Uh, so anyway, there's a party afterwards, and, there, and the official drink of that party is what we're having now. And the guy who created that official, official drink has been one of the driving forces behind some of the best cocktail bars in the world, including the Aviary. Uh, in in his native town of Chicago, uh, where I believe his efforts uh, developing that beverage program at the aviary earned a James Beard Award. He you know is what
3: that is? Bearded that James fellow. Well, it's.
1: James is gay, but he's got a beard. You know, that's why they give out the award. Right. No, I'm kidding. James Beard Award is a prestigious culinary award, I believe.
3: I know, I'm just teasing. Yeah. But you know what else, our guest? Because I'm just going to say, of course, he sat between us, poor fellow. He also won Best Bartender in the World. Did you know that?
1: In the whole world.
3: The whole world. They went around the world. <laughs> they At least
1: once. This guy. This guy Found right him. here. Okay, well, I guess we should bring him on. He's also the uh, he runs and founder of Craft House Cocktails. So, they're amazing uh, bottled, high end bottled cocktails that I I have myself indeed written about in the past. Let's bring him on, everybody! Please give a warm drinky fun time. Welcome to Charles Jolie.
3: Ciao, Zoli! Yeah, thank you Hello. so
2: very much for that wonderful intro. I'm going to bring you around everywhere with me. When I enter a room, I'd like you to yeah. just go in about do 10 it. minutes prior. And, yeah. and.
3: Oh, awesome. We're coming to the Primetime Emmy Awards with you then.
2: Please do. We yeah. can use always an
1: extra set of hands, a bar back. So tell us about that, man. You're, you, the, yeah. you're, this is the official cocktail. What do we have in front of us?
2: It is. So we're working with the Hill Haven Lodge Whiskey, which is the namesake of the location that we are posted up on the patio of right now. Yeah. Not a bad place to sip cocktails with you all on a sunny afternoon. In Los Angeles With afternoon. With no shoes on. I, I, you know what? I put my shoes back on. I'm a rebel. I did too. I'm a rebel. We're outside like now. We're outside. We are. Uh, so yeah, you know, we, we created we've got three cocktails we're delivering, but this is this one we made specifically for the 2017 Emmys. Uh, we've got you know, they're just that summer, fall, seasonal cusp. So we want to look at seasonality. We looked at the design of the room. They're calling it Golden Grandeur this year. That's okay. wh- That was the design inspiration in the room. So you've got lots of gold, you've got lots of linear uh, shapes going on. Uh, so we want to make sure that our drinks fit with the room. Like I don't walk in there and I'm, I'm totally off base and that the food and, and that the design and everything makes sense. Even if the guests don't notice it, I notice it. And that's like, that's you know, you get those little...
3: Yeah, do you wait? know what else you're going to notice? What is it? How strong these cocktails are.
4: This see this
2: is a, what I would call a sleeper cocktail, meaning it, it sneaks up on you a little bit. Uh, it, it's... Um, for better or worse, one of the hallmarks of my cocktails is often that, oh, they're so good! Like I they just throw back, and then people will drink it, and four sips later, and a minute and a half, I'm like, oh no, there's
3: oh no, I need there's to go to
2: alcohol bed. There's here. three types of spirits in there, and it's 8:30 p.m. and um, and I'd love for you to stay until 2 a.m. So oh
3: no, you know, we pace might, ourselves. We might, I might just have stuffed things up for you because now those actresses who haven't had any breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Are going to be like, oh, better avoid that cocktail. I'm going to fall over.
1: They won't avoid
2: it. No,
3: they no. Apart. Okay, good. And
1: when you talk about this, the the grandeur, the gold. So this glass that we're looking at here, uh, it has an, an, a gold H on it for it does. Hillhaven. Is this was this designed specifically for the Emmys?
2: Uh, this is one of the branded glasses that the Hill Haven Lodge uses, but it lends itself superbly well. And if you see the room there, they have this art installation they've done in the ceiling for the Emmys for the Governor's Ball, and it's not just an after party for for the award ceremony because I think a lot of people think of the big award ceremony and they're like oh all the celebs are going to after parties at hotels or clubs or whatever this is the official after party they walk straight from the award ceremony and come to the governor's ball uh and at any rate there's this art installation that they put in with thousands of gold columns that are hanging from the ceiling and it kind of undulates and it's this beautiful shape and so we wanted to emulate that in the in the cocktail both using the, the collins glass using the gold straws uh in the glass as well so just kind of Subtle, subtle design cues. I was flexing my little inner Martha Stewart, perhaps. You must
3: be a little bit nervous about that. Never. Oh, come on. About what? I don't know. All those famous faces in front of you, all needing a a quick drink, like fast, like yesterday, (sighs) because they've been nervous all morning.
2: You know, my first cocktail bar in Chicago was a joint called The Drawing Room, and it's right in the heart of what's known as the Gold Coast, right downtown, right Magnificent Mile. You end up there if you're in Chicago. And uh, we were subterranean, we we're underground, no windows, and so we got a lot of celebrities who would stay there. The hotels were always nearby. There's no windows in the joint, so you were really left alone. It was kind of this oasis. Uh, and I learned early on, just treat everybody the same, and uh, they keep coming back again and again. They just want to go out and have a cocktail like everybody else. don't bother them. It's been very stressful they're either celebrating or they might be a little bit bummed out after mm-hmm. the award ceremony. Your bartender is there for all of those reasons. that's why we exist for whatever you
5: but, whatever but do you me.
1: personally do you personally ever find yourself going at these events where you see somebody who you've watched in movies and television over the years? Do you get a little sense of excitement like wow. Harrison Ford is walking up to my bar right now. He's about to have a drink. I've
2: I've been mildly starstruck in in the past in my bars and whatnot. Uh, you almost like have a moment of desensitization when you're in when everybody's around you. Um, and, and I love just to, I mean, just to you know give some. I will maybe I'll pour myself a little whiskey to raise a glass and say yeah I, I've dr- I've drink with this this fellow this actress or whatnot. Um, but yeah it's cool for sure uh it's a massive honor i mean this is a huge party the undertaking uh, the day after this event happens i promise you they're going to start they're going to sleep about 10 minutes and then start planning 2018 it is uh, how many how many
1: how many bartenders are working that night at this thing
2: holy cow i don't know the total number but um there is no. You don't got to walk far to get a cocktail. I'll tell you that right now. You don't have to. Um, no, nah, but you, you know you've got everybody in there. It's not a crowd
1: that's a, accustomed to waiting for things. <laughs> yeah, right. It, it, and we'll be there <laughs> to Which facility. line? Which line? You know, it's like, hey, here's a. Which line should we get in? Um, Sarah, Parker. Yeah. No, that, oh, that was
3: so wrong. Let's think about someone who's nominated. Nicole Kidman.
1: Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Come yeah. On she's that Little Lies is going to
3: clean up this year. Those girls are all gagging for a cocktail. For a cocktail. I said for a cocktail. Don't look at me like that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, But hang on. So we're drinking the fireside, but you'll also be having the, uh, you'll be making an old fashioned with the Hill Haven Lunch and also a, I don't even know this one.
4: Sirac. Ciroc
3: French French 75.
2: Yeah. A little bit of everything. So we got to make, we got thousands of people coming through the door. Think about it. If you come to my home for a party and I might have 30, 40 people over, I I want something for everybody. I don't want anyone to feel left out, and that includes people that aren't drinking. So we want to have some great NA options. We want to have some wine. We want to have a great sparkling, but we want to have fantastic cocktails. So this hill, the fireside with the uh, the Hill Haven Lodge, is really for me. Either you're a whiskey drinker, or maybe you're just getting into it. This is a great gateway whiskey cocktail. The old fashioned is for the person who's a whiskey drinker. It's got it's much more straightforward. Oh, it looks like we've got some company. We got a
1: guest. Somebody just jumped in with us. so this is very exciting. With us right now, uh, the man who's home, uh, who's hosting us here today at Hillhaven Lodge, uh, he is a director, producer known for so many things. Uh, Rush Hour, X-Men, uh, produced Prison Break, uh, Tower it. Heist, Horrible Bosses. Yeah. Did a lot of stuff. A man. few You things. do a lot of stuff. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, please give a warm, drinky, fun time. Welcome to Brett Ratner.
4: Woo! Yeah.
1: Yes. All right. Okay. Knock it off. All right. So, uh, Brett, thanks for having us, man. Thanks thanks for having us out your lovely home.
4: Excited. I, uh rarely get a podcast at my house so this I've done one I think this is it we're yeah, number, two. You're number 2 we are number 2 so it's cool. number yes. and I'm very not the excited. first time Dan done I'm very <laughs> number two. <I> I'm
1: <laughs> 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 one is not a number I'm familiar <laughs> with finishing first um, so man uh, Hill Haven Lodge uh, yes. is your baby
4: I live here it's yeah. my home I call it home I think I think it'll be the home that I'll live at for hopefully the rest of my life um, hopefully it's a long life, but I've, I've enjoyed it while it's been here. How long uh, have you been living here? I bought it in 2000. Okay. I spent, uh, I think, two, a year or two living in it, getting seeing what I liked, getting the, the uh, nooks and, 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 and issues with just how what I wanted to do with it. Because I knew I had to restore it ultimately. And so I moved out for two and a half years, spent two and a half years restoring it. And I've lived here ever since. So it's been at least fifteen years that I've lived here. I bought it seventeen years ago in two thousand, and it's like a dream come true. Every day I wake up and I'm, I pinch myself because I'm like, it's heaven. As you can, yeah. it's hard for them to see obviously through the podcast, but it's it's um, it's a very uh, comfortable place. I love the history, the provenance, you know, the the stories behind the house, and that's why we have the Hill Haven Lodge, the whiskey, because. Because of the history, this isn't a brand that's just being endorsed by some Hollywood guy. This is, this is the house whiskey. This yeah. this whiskey belongs to this house. The bottle was designed um, after the house. The liquid was created by Diageo. Um, after they came here and they smelled the 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 the, the wood, the oak, and the, the the trees, and the you know, there's incredible smells out here, um, and all the ingredients kind of came from somebody just like the great. Very talented uh, bartender here, Charles, Charles, who's with us. Um, in the same way that he walks us through a special drink that he makes and what the ingredients are and what the reason behind those ingredients, whether it's the, the seasonal reasons or because of where we are or whatever it is, um, they put a lot of thought into it. In fact, it took eight years from the moment they said, we're going to go and do it.
1: Well, when you, when, you, when you talk about that, though, when you talk about... Where's the what was the genesis? Was it your idea to do was, this? Yes,
4: I had a dinner here with some Diageo folks, and I said this house needs should have a whiskey. They were talking to me about doing business with them. They had just had some success with Ciroc with Puffy. They said, "Oh, you know, we want to get into the celebrity kind of uh, brand endorsement business." And is there an idea that you have? And I said, "I actually do. I think this house should have its own whiskey." And they were like, "Whiskey." Nobody drinks whiskey. This is Ooh, ten years how ago. How
3: wrong they were. Well, that was ten
4: years ago. Ah, yeah. And ten years ago, nobody was really drinking whiskey. It really wasn't, and there wasn't a a North American whiskey that this that I was pitching them that was a status brand. There's Johnny Walker Blue. There's you know scotches that are status, but there's no whiskey, North American whiskey that was status at the time, and people weren't really drinking brown spirits at all. It was it was um, you know, vodka and tequila were it. And they said, "Well, why are you pitching whiskey?" And I said, "Well, because of the fact that um, there's a show on air right now called um, Mad Men." Yes. And on Mad Men, everybody's drinking whiskey. And if you go to anybody cool's house that I know, who's a little bit older, they will ask you for if you want a whiskey. You know, it's like it's got to come back.
1: There's a a great vibe to it. It's there's a mood. With whiskey that I think is different than any other uh, category. Wouldn't you agree, Charles, in terms of... There's
2: something sophisticated about it, but still uh, rustic and blue collar. It can be all of those things, and thank God you started eight years ago because nail on the head right now, I mean, it's not, you know... It's the hottest category in the world. It's unbelievable. People, I think ten years ago, people were thinking whiskey as, ah, this is
4: granddad's drink or something, or like... Well, that was the stigma. That not only was a granddad's was drink, but it was that it wasn't a drink that you can see. We're having day drinks right now. Yeah, yeah. sure.
3: There's a lot of uh, ways you can go with and, it. And and yeah.
4: and whiskey was always had the stigma of oh, it's a nighttime thing in front of the fire with a cigar. Mm. It was a masculine thing. It was a strong. Th- it was it was something that um that it was that was perceived as being a hundred proof mostly. Right, it was a hundred proof with you know drinks, uh, spirit, and it was also something that was. Very would burn on the way down. It was a
3: night-night drink, wasn't it?
4: and it would burn on the way down. It was a strong thing. So my pitch to Diageo, when they finally came back two years later, so ten years ago I pitched it, two years later, eight years ago, they came back to me and they said, we want to do this with you. And I said, but here's the big idea, guys. When I was in college, women never drank tequila. I never saw a woman drink a tequila. It would burn them, it had a worm in it. And then all of a sudden, Patron came out and I saw... Women in bars sipping tequila, and I said, "This is a phenomenon. I've never seen this." I mean, Patron just broke Shame. tequila. It was, the, it was the first. It was a game changer. Tequila, yeah. And in, I said, in, "I in, want United to do yeah. what Patron did for tequila for whiskey with the Hill Haven launch." Wow. And I want to make something very smooth. And they came up with a formula which is a mixture of uh, of rye, uh, Tennessee whiskey, and bourbon, which is not only has incredible flavor but is incredibly smooth. And it has a sophistication still. Because sometimes when you when you, when you you, take it something to 80 proof, right, um, when you lower the proof and you also do something that is a smooth spirit, it loses the body. It loses the texture. It loses the – this is like the most brilliant science that I've ever experienced because this thing hits you in three mm-hmm. different places in your mouth and in your palate. Three different we places in your this. mouth. Yeah,
1: we need to be – can I get it? Is there any – I can get a gla- just a glass an empty glass. You haven't tasted One, it. No, I've had it at all, But I, I feel like while you're doing it now, you're making me want to. try okay. it. While well, you while you're describing it to me, because I'm having
4: it in a cocktail, and I'm going to try it a little bit here. No, we are go.
3: drinking it as we speak. But you, want I'm saying it me. hits
4: your nose, it hits yeah, your palate, it goes go. down. Ah, they uh, you of know, the three cents. Yeah, uh, it hits you in so many different ways. Yeah. And oh, it smells yeah. delicious. Sounds great nose
1: six. on it. Great nose. Well,
3: it's <sighs> fine. Snotty nose.
4: You're not. You want to. You want to drink it and
2: then. Just, uh, just aroma. We're not. Oh yeah. But
3: Brett, what was the temptation to make a uh, a whiskey that you knew old Hollywood would have drank too? You know, you wanted it to be. Yeah, authentic. Yeah, I wanted it to be
4: authentic to the house. Uh, that's why there was no chance I was ever going to do a tequila or a, or or a or a rum or a or a vodka. <laughs> who own Who owned this? Ingrid Bergman owned it. It was house, Ingrid right? Bergman's yeah. house, and it was Kim Novak, who she knew from Hitchcock movies, and Alan Carr produced Grease. Yeah. And, and was a big person. They were so drinking tequila.
3: Ooh, you know no. what? Is, sorry, I just got to butt in. It's sweeter than I thought, and it smells like caramel, which I think caramel, yes, really Caramel, yes, very yeah. good.
4: It's got incredible caramel. It doesn't
3: make me go, Ugh.
4: no. No. It doesn't hurt on the way to there. Change,
2: a great it. whiskey, when you when you sip on it, I mean, you it it evolves. It's a, a good spirit, like a good cocktail, like a great bite of food. It has a beginning, a middle, and end. It's got an introduction, exactly, a real heart to it. And then forty five seconds, a minute, two minutes later, you'd be tasting something else. If you leave this glass out on your your inside table, you wake up the next day and it's evaporated away put your nose in the glass and it and it brings up a whole new aroma the the, the nose
4: has has kind of a rich fruit mingling with kind of light spice and sweet oak and this is this house is made of oak wood right but the taste is more candied kind of fruit notes yeah um which is coming from the bourbons and the dark and the dark brown caramel notes from the from the tennessee whiskey but the mid palette is full of light spice notes of clove coming kind of from the aged rye. This is more Charles Jolie talk, right? You wasted it. <laughs> in the, you wasted it in the film industry. You should definitely be doing you. Man. Now here's yeah. the finish. Here's the finish. The finish is long, smooth finish that is silky with lush vanilla. A subtle sweetness and a vibrant oak nuance.
1: there's not a lot of burn on this. Does that like, sound tasty? It sounds. T- it is. Delicious. <laughs> it's vanilla. Yeah. A, yeah. You're you're a seasoned drinker, Dan. I am. No, I, mean, I do we, this for a living. Yeah. We, uh, I, here's you know this is the thing, and Brett touched on this, is that you're not. It's it's very approachable. And but and I don't mean that. Sometimes that can be used as sort of a, a pejorative, where they oh it's approachable. Right. I means but it's it's a it's a really a lot of complexity to this whiskey. But it's not, it's not going to overpower you. And I think, you know, we, we, you talked about this earlier, but women were not, you know, it wasn't a thing. Like, this is a
4: new sort of Whiskey's phenomenon. Whiskey's not known. And, 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 I, and,
1: and I, if I were a chick, You're hanging out with the I? wrong women, Dan. How are I you? you? I'd be right drinking now. this. The coolest no. women
4: I know always drink whiskey. <laughs> Dan, right? You. Dan, I'll tell you this. Yeah. Dan, right? Yes. Okay, Dan. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> it is Dan. Yes. <laughs> Dan, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I'm watching myself. Yeah. Women switch. From tequila and vodka to whiskey, not all of it is because of Hill Haven, but a lot of women who are tasting this are switching because it's so smooth. You know, it's hard. Sometimes you know they have to discover it, but just generally speaking, I'm seeing more women drink whiskey than ever before. How
3: are they ordering it though? Are they are they going? Oh, I'll have it on its own. On they the oh, their their instinct, yeah, us? their
4: instinct is to mix it. I mean, Charles will tell you, but I think, but I think now with this, with a brand like this, and with maybe some of the other brands. It's more palpable to drink it straight or neat, or you know, which is the coolest way because you really get the fr- real... Th-
2: and that, that's the key like, of a great bartender, though. They are there to kind of be your Sherpa and guide you down the road to have a quick conversation with you, understand your, your experiences, and if you're brand new to it, maybe they make you a really great whiskey sour. Like the fireside that we're doing with the Hill Haven for the Emmys is a, a modified kind of complex whiskey sour... Okay, we start there, and then you have a couple of those. You're like, wow, whiskey is, like, this is something I can do. And then maybe you would be like, well, why don't you try a little bit neat on its own so then you can start to understand what mm-hmm. you're drinking. So we kind of, we take baby steps. We want to be respectful of people's experiences and, and kind of guide them as bartenders. It's one of the most fun parts of the job.
1: And by the way, we're going to have Charles's recipe. We're going to put it up on our Facebook page on Drinky Fun Time's Facebook page. You can give it to us, right? You can I give will. Us I thing? share all my recipes. Yeah, Drinky it. Fun it's time? time? Drinky Fun <laughs> times <laughs> That's the show. Drinky Fun <laughs> Time. I wanted to go with it. We, we, we talked about it. We're like, should we go with a serious name? And, no. Did not okay. go Drinky that fun route. Because yeah. um, they'd only be disappointed they when would they start the There's no seriousness. Um, this is a load of crap, they well, say. Well, i got to say this. This has been a lovely Lovely experience, Emma. Yeah. Have you had a good time here? I'm not leaving.
4: You yeah, haven't lady, gone. You haven't even gone to the disco yet, guys. I know. At we're going to go. We haven't even got in the photo booth yet. We're going to go visit the disco. We're going to photo. You're booth.
3: You're joking about the photo booth. You no. haven't even
4: gotten the pool or the jacuzzi. Yet. Hang on. There, finally You haven't even gotten it? to say hi to my grandma. That's in the in the guest. <laughs> I believe
3: house. you. That's
1: the. And then song. there's the the gimp that's hiding up in the attic. There's <laughs> got to be something in the attic here. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do a full tour of this place, and I guess we'll talk about it on the next show, like whatever we get if we boogie down in
4: this disco. I'm there's there's a lot that. of caftans in the attic because Alan Carr lived here, who produced Don't Greece, tempt him. and he uh, <laughs> and he produced the movie Grease, And there's a great documentary about Alan Carr coming out now called Alan Carr Fabula, the Fabulous, the fabulous Alan family. Carr, yeah. which is amazing. It's a great documentary. I had nothing to do with it. I'm just in it for two minutes at the end because I live in his house, but. Um, it's uh, there's a huge amount of history here, and that's what I love. And I think great spirit brands have a history. Yes, the spirit was birthed in 2016, but the house, you know, was built in 1927. So this year actually is the 90th anniversary of this house. Wow! Yeah. And we really wanted to create a living, breathing embodiment of what this house represents, which is like this: the flavor, the caramel, the fun of it. The this beautiful design, the 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 vintageness, the classic design of this bottle it's not trendy it's not you know it's it's authentic it feels like it could have been served here in 1927.
3: if you hadn't bought this house this whiskey would not exist it wouldn't this house has become more than a home to you it's become like your life what was it that initially made you go
4: the disco when uh, i saw the disco, disco. <laughs> i thought i was navin dons johnson from <laughs> the Nave jerk steve johnson. martin That's i right. was like i could be navin johnson from the jerk i have a house with a discotheque <laughs> in it. you'll yeah. see yeah. it's pretty amazing <laughs> but the, but the cool thing really is that you know it's i think 100 years from now hopefully this brand will still be around i i I probably won't be but the house will be here and it probably won't be my grandchildren because who wants to live in their grandfather's old dusty house oh i
3: don't know i think i would (laughs) yeah
4: Yeah. but 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 i'm just the keeper of this house or the owner of this house for this generation of hollywood celebrations um where alan carr was here in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s and before that it was kim novak and ingrid bergman and they entertained in this house. So there's going to be generations of people kind of enjoying this house through through the decades and there'll be... A- For years, this will be a place, but who knows? It's like Neverland. It'll be like a a kind of a a tourist place where people, it'll be a museum. Diageo could turn it into like a museum. Forgive
3: me for asking this, but when you buy a home like this, I'm sure it comes with furnishings that you are welcome to buy. Yes. But does it also come with like, in this room, such a thing happened, and in this room, they- Well, there's
4: in this film, The Fabulous Alan Carr, The Fabulous Alan Carr, well, Rod Stewart got got engaged and his engagement party was in the disco. I mean, so many people fell in love in this house. And, like all the stuff that's the history is incredible, not only f- my history, but the history before it. Um, but uh, the the um the history is is has been carried on, and also this film has kind of uh, immortalized that history because it's it showed like generations celebrations for decades of these parties in this house. So the history is there. I I love it because of the history. I love the stories. Every time someone else comes over here that's been in Hollywood for decades, comes over and tells me another story about an experience they had. Warren Beatty came over and said, oh, I was at this house in 1953. I said, really? He said, I was out here and in that window right there, Eartha Kitt was dancing with Kim Novak in the window for me, in the window, like just (laughs) doing a dance, you know? And in the and I knew it was 1953 because I remember there was a 1953 Jaguar in the driveway. You know, if it remembers wow. that. You know, so everybody has their own kind of experiences here, and that's what makes for these great brands is really the story behind the brand. And this is the story. The house is the story, and it's just it's. Um, I wake up every day, like I said, I have to pinch myself. I wake up in Hill Haven every day that I've been here. It's been paradise for me, and I'm. I open it up and you know, other people like you guys come in and and hang out because I want you guys to. It's not. It's not fun if I'm just experiencing it. right? Oh, it I,
3: felt like home immediately. It's yeah. only you and my mom who makes <laughs> me take my shoes off.
4: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and
1: they <laughs> offer yeah. you ice cream. Come <laughs> on, I know we, we did. did. <laughs> we, we had we had lunch with Brett. Is <laughs> <It was>, anybody <laughs> want some ice cream? Yeah. yeah, it was great. What
3: was great is that we were kind of just like. Not really going to lunch, were we? We were just messing around, and and Brett's like, "Come on, come on, get to lunch." No, we're having lunch. We're we're eating now. Okay, mom, we're coming. (laughs) Coming.
1: (laughs) It's always a good idea too. When you're drinking whiskey, have some lunch. Fuel up a little bit, right, Charles? That's an old thing. So life's all about
2: balance. um, (laughs) I
1: want to. I want to thank first of all Brett Ratner for having us out here, everybody. Brett Ratner. Really? And, uh, Thank we, you we, so are we, we plugging anything now? We got anything going on right now uh, besides Hill Haven Lost? I have
4: a movie coming out that we finance at my company. I have a company called Rat Pack. It's coming out this weekend called It. Oh, oh I've never heard little of it. I've so heard that. of it. Get yes. ready for that. Yeah. Uh, a few movies in the theaters right now uh, Annabelle. That's a, oh, a good yeah. movie. Dunkirk. And. Uh, Wonder Woman is still in a few theaters. Doing this, you're, you're
1: just you're, you're, failing you're folk- all over the focusing place. focusing on the smaller
4: <laughs> films, <laughs> is what you're saying yeah. here. Yeah.
1: Jesus,
3: Well, congratulations <laughs> uh, in advance for, for it. Because yeah. um, I was a massive fan of the original. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Oh, huge. Oh, cool. yeah. Trying to get my sister it. and her husband to watch it again over the weekend when wow. I was home. They were like,
1: no way. <laughs> wow. Terrifying. The, the trailer for this one is like everything. That, that There's that moment when they show the balloon, and then the kid looks over, and you see Pennywise, and that's just the trailer. And I'm exactly. like, oh, shit. Shit, so I can't wait to see this. So thank you for making that. Of course. Um, Thanks for also, having me. And also, yeah, Charles Jolie,
4: amazing. the amazing
1: Charles Jolie. Yeah. Uh, we're going to put – Charles, yeah. i, I, right. I got to just tell you sorry. Quick, sorry. Right? Yeah, yeah, a no, quick sure, story. Sure. Sorry,
4: I know we're closing this no, up, no, dude, but please. I, uh, I, uh, I didn't go to the Oscars this year, but I went to the Oscar parties, and I got a lot of – all my friends, of course, were at the Oscars, and they were calling me – from Charles's uh, bar at the Governor's Ball which is a Hillhaven bar which he's serving a bunch of different cocktails and they were calling me just going nuts and I'm like this bartender is a genius whatever I mean because they oh. tasted they tasted the whiskey that's But then you the, that's very kind the drink that they tasted they were just like raving about it. I got like literally like 15 calls that night going oh my god and they're texting me going this 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 drink is amazing. I mean, just literally. So
2: now that I know, I got reviewers in the audience.
4: <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, we only got one Charles Jolie, so we can't really take him with us wherever we go. He's a busy guy, but hopefully, you know, it, it would be cool if he just moved into the house with me and just was my official. Is I is that, is you, we are, you are recording this, right? <laughs> yes, we <laughs> have for the record, my this is being recorded. You just pick a wing, <laughs> Quick wing? Yeah, but you know, what we should do. Sylamith is here, my global ambassador. We should, we should have. Um, Uh, Charles kind of create a specific Hill Haven drink that you could only get at Hill Haven. If you come here. I'd love to do that.
2: And if you ever want to have a party, I would love to uh, either uh, join and entertain. I loosen up, I promise. I've got a little bit of RBF on a (laughs) day-to-day basis, but after a couple of uh, whiskeys, I I, I wake right up. Uh, But I would would be happy to do that uh, and attend or even uh, help entertain. Awesome. That'll be fun.
1: And the Fireside, which is going to be served at the Emmys this weekend... Uh, is We have the recipe up on our, our, our page. And uh, Emma, is there anything else we want to follow us at Drinky
3: Fun why Time? We, why,
4: oh, this th- why don't we take Drinky front Time to the disco now at Hill Haze? Oh, so. We're
3: going to go to the disco. We're it's that time in the afternoon. <laughs> it's <laughs> disco time.
1: It's time for 80s disco. As it said Every single time you
3: do that. All right, I just like my It's not right. Board. It's inappropriate. <laughs> you never know what you're going to say. I know.
1: <laughs> all right, so that's about all we got for this episode. Brett Ratner, yes! Charles Jolie, Full right. so Haven Lodge. It. Thank you.
3: Woo! Good luck on Sunday. When it goes
0: through, don't you feel when it love.
5: Hello, I'm Kyle Ayers, I'm the host of Never Seen It, the podcast where comedians rewrite famous movies and TV shows they've never seen, and then we give them a read in studio. This is a clip I want to play for you guys from an episode where Langston Kerman... Rewrites Scarface. He's never seen it, but he wrote a script based on what he thinks he knows about it. And here's a clip. Give it a listen. All right. Scarface, the new frontier. Interior. Happening discotheque. Remember when we called clubs <laughs> discotheques? <laughs> LOL. The 70s were crazy. Night. <laughs> The crowd bustles with young, hot Mexicans who are supposed to be Cuban and all are dressed in butterfly collared shirts and pants that look like Jinko jeans and pleated khakis had a really weird baby. (laughs) There's sex in the air and Poppy wants a whiff.
1: (laughs) 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 Oh, my God.
5: (laughs) <laughs> Scarface 22 to 45. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like he's a television audience demographic.
5: <laughs> Devilishly handsome, not even a little bit Italian looking. So get that out of your dumb brain. <laughs> Walks through the crowd with the confidence of a man who's going on MTV Cribs with the Ying Yang Twins. (laughs) Does he actually have a scar on his face? Fuck no. Why would even Why would you even ask that? That's not important. What's important is that he is not at all a problematic stereotype, (laughs) and that he has come for his cocaine. (laughs) As he approaches the red rope of the VIP, pronounced ve a in Spanish, oh my he spots his dear friend, who is almost certainly going to become his enemy by the end of the film, Smooth Skin. Scarface yells out his signature line. <laughs> Ciao, Bella. It's me,
0: Scarface. Oh my God.